Welcome to Like Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Charles. It's me. How are you? Uh, I just woke up, and I know nothing of this world, so... Oh, well, I'm about to drop a sadness bomb on you, but I'll follow it with a happy bomb. Mm. I'll be bombing you the whole time. Uh, How American of you. Yeah. (laughs) I am a patriot, if nothing else. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to Light Trees and News. I'm Allison Kilkenny, your host. Remember how I never explain who I am on the show ever? I, I but you're I think you're right. I think I just ass, like people assume who you are. They know who you are. Uh, yeah, but like I I don't know. Maybe you don't know who I am. I'm Allison. Hello. Did you ever intro yourself on your old show? No, but I was a cocky little shit. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's like you know, you know what the bidness is. I used to say bidness a lot. Just to give you a sampling of how cocky I was. <laughs> uh, guys, I just did yoga. No big deal. Uh, I am a person who does yoga. And I am very sweaty, and I probably should have had a longer recovery period <laughs> after it. I am just, like, real toasty right now. Um, and Charles is barely awake, so it's going to be a great episode. Great. Fantastic. Um, so I hate having to do this in the, like, buffer section, if you will, the pop culture section. But it's been a disturbing theme with my friends as of lately. Uh, Meredith told a horrible story on the show about a dude punching her in the face when she rejected uh, his street harassment. And uh, you had a horrible experience last night. Last night slash this morning, depending on your point of view. Um, I was uh, leaving work, uh, had uh, my bag with me and all sorts of stuff. And I was just walking down the train platform. The train was arriving, uh, luckily. And this guy literally showed up out of nowhere who had like a big bag with him as well screamed faggot at me and tried to hit me in the face jesus fucking christ and i ducked we were like right like as close to a moving train as you could be yeah i ducked it took me like a second to like realize what had just happened and then i just started screaming at him and then he i'm not even sure where he went because i was trying to pay attention to the train and him at the same time and then he was just gone and he was like very drunk he was very drunk not to excuse it obviously i mean he's sober i'm pretty sure he's also a homophobe yeah probably that was just the true id coming out yeah Uh, alcohol i had a friend who always said alcohol just makes you speak the truth Mm. it doesn't make you say things that you wouldn't ordinarily say (laughs) or think uh but yeah, wow, that's horrifying. Was anybody else around? No, I mean, uh, there was. There were other people on the platform, but no one. None of. I wasn't with anyone. No. That fucking um, sucks. I'm sorry. It's a. I mean, it's it's fine. I was just because nothing happened to me, but it could very but well could have. Like I know. Yeah. You you don't. I understand why you're sort of downplaying it, but at the same time, something did happen to you, and that sucked. Yeah. yeah. I I was just like, like the whole train ride here, and the tr- like. Even waking up this morning and seeing, like, because I put something on Facebook and Twitter, like, seeing people's comments, I was just, like, got mad again. Yeah. But I was seething. I was, like, like so pissed I off I can't imagine. Night. I, like, I've had shitty... I've never... Have I had a dude? Yeah, I've had, like, a dude, like, cock his fist at me, like, pretending like he was going to hit mm-hmm. me. I was trying to think, like, if I've ever gone into, like, a physical... I had a dude grab me on the street once. But, like, you start to, like, fantasize about all the shit you'd like to do. Maybe that's just me. Uh, no, I mean, like... After it took like that second where I was like, what just happened? And then I just started screaming all sorts of like shit at him sure. and whatever. And then he was gone. But like you could actually kick someone's ass. Yeah. I could, just, I could dodge a punch. That's the difference between. Well, I'm not even saying that's a smart strategy because like could I get in a fist fight with a dude who's much larger than me? Yes. <laughs> but is that necessarily a good strategy? Like I understand why people in that situation just de-escalate or do what you did which is just like avoid damage and get away you know Mm -hmm. um that's probably the smarter strategy than like getting into fisticuffs with a random dude on the subway i mean i'm not not even really thinking about it but like i had my laptop in my bag and everything and i was like yeah i'm not gonna break or lose this yes and screaming and making if anything it's bringing attention to us yeah people are gonna see what's happening as opposed to just a fight that those usually take longer for people to notice i'm not saying you should do this and i would understand if you didn't want to because it's just like more work for you but you could tell the nypd and they they have like subway footage oh true 
but mm. your call. Yeah, well, he's just, I, I mean, I hope I never see him again. Right. It was more of just, um, I posted about it because it was a warning because there have been quite a few, like, assaults. Like, there was uh, a drag queen a couple days ago was just almost mugged in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I wanted to ask and you, oh, man, Hell's Kitchen. We got, a, like, a warning from somebody from UCB got jumped by a group of guys on Ninth Avenue. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> they, like, beat him up and stole his wallet and his phone. But he called NYPD and they were like, oh, yeah, there's been two muggings a night in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, they just told him. They yep. were like, yeah, it's really bad. You should be careful. I don't, like, it's turning... It's weird because, like, it's the new gayborhood, I guess, because Chelsea is no longer that. But it's it was used to be very dangerous, and then it kind of got cleaned up, I guess, for a while, if you want to call what it that. Quote, yeah. And now it's getting kind of dangerous again, which is surprising how quick the turnover was. Yeah, and what's fucked up is conservatives blame de Blasio because they're like, well, uh, Giuliani got rid of all the homeless people, and that's why it was safe. And mm. de Blasio is not doing that, so it's de Blasio's fault. But it's like, no, it's because poverty is is worse in the city. Mm-hmm. And people are desperate. And that's always what happens when people are poor. And people have a false sense of security. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you do you get a sense that it's gotten worse since Trump became president? Or do you think that's sort of coincidental just because, like, po- I mean, it's not coincidental because poverty got worse under Trump. But... I mean, I've yeah, like, within... I want to say the first few months, I started hearing about people getting mugged f- more frequently than they probably were. I definitely, or at least more people that I knew and people in the like, like the the nightlife community. And it seems like it's it's just based on anecdotal evidence of of my friends getting in like altercations and being the victims of like violent crimes. It's like homophobic, racist, misogynist. Mm. Like it seems very in the Trumpian vein. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's I don't want to say it's a good strategy, but like going for a drag queen late at night, odds are they have quite a bit of money on them after doing a show or two. Yeah. So it's been a lot of drag queens in Hell's Kitchen have been getting mugged or attempted. It's like I'm if you work in any sort of service industry and you can get and you get a bunch of cash, get to a bank as soon as you can and deposit all of it. (laughs) <laughs> that sucks. That's what I tend to do after my shifts. Yeah, no, that's smart, but it sucks. You have to like make that calculation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Hell's Kitchen's scary. Like when I worked, when I interned at the theater, we always walked in groups. We never let anybody mm-hmm. like walk alone after a shift because I mean, we get out of the theater at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's prime mugging time. It is. Yeah. And you're right by Port Authority. Yeah. You're not that far away from it. Yeah. Uh. So on a happier note. Charles, do you have any new uh, Recky Rex viewing, listening, or reading? Uh, I just finished uh, Sharp Objects. Oh, I want your thoughts immediately. Um, holy shit. Okay, so now let's revisit that question Nicole sent, which is, okay, I guess spoiler for the next few minutes or so if you haven't seen Sharp Objects-ish, because I don't think we'll go into detail with this answer, but so the question was, would you rather live in Emma's dollhouse mm-hmm. or in Tony Collette's sort of 3D Rama thing of her home. Yeah. Um I hmm I now I want to go with Emma's dollhouse. You want to be in her doll I don't want to be in that dollhouse. Right. But uh Tony Collette's thing in Hereditary, all of it's haunted. No, but <laughs> unless you summon a spirit, mm. I feel like you could hang out in that house and be it's a creepy house, but you would probably be okay. Emma, if you cross Emma's path, you're like done. True. Hmm. I, that's a big spoiler. Yeah, I'll is. put a spoiler on this. <laughs> yeah. uh, that I don't mm, I don't know. I don't maybe just because it's more fresh in my mind and there's not the looming sense of Demons, uh-huh. but there kind of is. <laughs> there's there's a looming sense of terrifyingness. Terrifyingness. Sure. I just woke up. <laughs> no, I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts about the rest of the series? Well, it's it's because I watched the first episode with you, uh-huh. and I remember uh, when we first figure out that she is um, Amy Adams' sister, or when Half they sister, first yeah, yeah they, when they reveal that she's her sister, yeah. And I just remember going to you, that girl is terrifying. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I think I said <laughs> something like, yeah, everybody's really scary on this show. <laughs> um, and I thought that I had called it and then um, the Patricia Clarkson thing threw me and I was like, oh, 
So what I thought from the beginning was it was Patricia Clarkson, the mom, mm-hmm. and uh, Alan working okay. together. Yeah. Because the only thing that didn't make sense to me was I'm like, she wouldn't be physically strong enough to pull out their teeth. Right. Because that was a big thing with, um, you know, the cop uh, getting the hog's head and trying to pull out the teeth. Mm-hmm. He's very strong and he couldn't do it. Yeah. So I was like, whoever's different. doing it has to be very physically strong. But then what you didn't calculate is, I'm just going to say it because we already put a spoiler on yeah. this section anyway. Emma is just fueled by rage. Right. So like, she, I mean, she's a young girl. She's probably reasonably fit, but that's what's, and it was the two other girls yeah, helping and her. She wasn't working alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but I was just like, that was such a good way to end the show, too. Well, also, the Munchausen stuff was, like, a curveball. Because she was fucked up and, like, doing something very, very wrong the whole time. Right. Which is what you were picking up on. Because, like, at the beginning of the show, I'm like, there's something so fucked up about this house. Like, why are these girls so desperate to get away? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew something fucked up was going on. I'm like, are, are they, like, being molested? Like, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and then when they showed the Munchausen stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Which is, like, it was interesting because, like, the, I guess her, Patri- what's her name? I'll, Patricia Clarkson's character. Uh, I'll just show, I'll look It's up. like Adora? Uh, yeah, that Adora. sounds right. Um, I guess that she was also, like, poisoning these girls that died? Uh, yeah, well, she, she, uh oh oh the the friends that yeah. disappeared oh i didn't pick up on that from what i understood Adora, because, yeah. like the rest of the town like hated these girls for some reason and patricia clarkson would still go around and like take oh, care she's of them poisoning them too right okay which is what this is i this is not my own theory this is something that i pieced together from stuff i read after i finished it yeah and that the reason that emma actually killed them was because she was jealous Oh, fuck. Okay, here's how I interpreted it, because I missed that entirely. I interpreted it as women and young girls escape one of two ways, which is they internalize the pain, which is what Amy Adams did. Mm -hmm. She was cutting herself. Right. Or they externalize it, which is what Amma was doing, and lashing out at people. Right. So I thought they were supposed to symbolize the way, like, women process pain. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really interesting because usually yeah. what we see is the Amy Adams version, which is, you know, like young women cave in on themselves. Mm-hmm. They like try to die by suicide or they develop eating disorders, but we don't see Emma, yeah. you know, we don't see like how she like lashes out at people and is violent mm-hmm. and like manipulative. Um, maybe we see the manipulative stuff in like TV shows, but the other stuff, not really. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was something else I also read was that because even subconsciously, Emma might have been aware of what her mother was doing and had accepted it and agreed that that was, she'd agreed that that was like something that they kind of in a very fucked up way, obviously shared. Uh-huh. And then she got, the reason that she was jealous was because she's like, no, that's our thing. Like you take care of me. Oh yes. I could see even that. Even though you're hurting me, you take yeah. care of me. And I mean, that would go into or go along with like, the part she's playing as like the good little girl right. and not, not wanting to grow up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that she moved to St. Louis and almost immediately murdered her friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that poor girl. As yeah. soon as I like, s- they started showing flashes of that friendship. I was like, Oh no. Mm. Uh, also, this is the first time I've ever liked uh Chris Messina in anything. Oh, right. Right. You said that I didn't like him in the Mindy project. I did. But like I said, it, it really depended on the episode and how crotchety they decided to make him yeah, for those 30 minutes. Kind of a fucking asshole. And I, I don't know. I always just found him very cheesy, but it worked for this role. OK. Yeah, I thought. And then Amy Adams is incredible. Uh, I mean, and the, the girl who plays. Emma too. This is like her first big. Oh my god, she's, she's fucking incredible. Uh, Eliza Scanlon. And she's she... gonna be in uh, Little Women. Ooh, okay. Yeah, they're doing that again. Very excited. What else is she gonna be in? Because I I stand so hard for her now. Um, and she's Australian. No, of course she fucking is. They're always Australian. <laughs> All the good ones. Uh, yeah, she's in Little Women as Beth. Okay. How many times are we gonna remake that? I don't care. I mean, like the cast is. Very good so far. Who else um, is in it? I'm going to tell you in a goddamn second. Click uh, Little Women thus far. Timothy Chalamet. Nom, nom, oh. nom. Emma Watson. Oh. Cersei Ronan. It's just nom after nom after nom. Holy Meryl shit. Meryl fucking Streep. 
course. I mean, how's that for a cast? Um, Don't you feel stupid for saying how many times are we going to remake this? Laura fucking Dern. Damn. Damn. Is that, when the last, the last time that it was done in a big way, it was the Winona Ryder one? Uh, yes. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about her accent in anything. Anytime <laughs> they make that poor woman do an accent, I'm like, can we just let her be Winona Ryder? Just let her talk. Just let her be Winona. Look at what happens when she's Winona. Stranger Things. Perfect. Perfect. Stop making her stretch. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, now that I've seen it, I kind of don't... I would really love a second season, but also I'm like, don't fuck up the first no, season. No, I, I don't think they should. I think, like, have Jillian Flynn do one of her other stories. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were going to do with Big Little Lies before they decided to just do a second season. Yeah. I'm still excited about that. I am, too. But they were like, oh, we'll just make an anthology and we'll just do another book by the same author. And I was like, yeah. that's interesting. But I just like right. this group of people. I'm like, do stuff forever together. Yeah, they are really good. I mean, the... What's so interesting about how Sharp Objects ends, and again, if you're still listening and you're like, more spoilers, this is all going to be spoilers. Oh my God, so many spoilers. But like the silent acting they were doing mm. where, so Amy Adams finds the teeth in the dollhouse and like realizes what's happened. And when she turns around, the way she looks at her sister is just heartbreaking. Because yeah. she's basically like, I lost you. I thought I saved you, but I, I, I never had a chance to save you. Mm. And, like, again, you know, uh, Emma, like, her facial expressions are unbelievable. And then when they show in flashes, so the whole series we see from Amy Adams' point of view. Mm -hmm. And then the flashes during the credit sequence. And they were criticized for doing that because it's sort of strange to have a huge reveal like that happen after the credits, basically. Mm -hmm. But what the show's creator said was the entire series is from Amy Adams point of view. And then the flashes are Emma's mm -hmm. point of view. So you're finally breaking from the point of view. You've had the entire series and it's supposed to be like jarring and upsetting, right. which it is. And then when you see what actually happened, the scene where she's standing in the white dress and she just turns away is one of the most haunting things yep. I have ever seen. It was amazing and what's interesting about it is if you had told me that was the twist at the beginning i would have been like oh my god come on seriously mm -hmm. but by the end i feel like they've earned it where i believed she did that oh yeah with her friends Definitely. and i believed she was like essentially a cult leader who convinced young women to murder with her mm -hmm. and she would have been able to do that uh and that's all credit to the actress you know like mm -hmm. it, it was i i, uh, I actually just want to i want to watch it again I wonder if the whole thing well, again. even like watching the pilot with you, the first episode, I was like, oh, she's so good. Mm -hmm. She's like doing so many little things that I didn't pick up on the first time I watched it because I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it again, you're like, oh, she real good. Do, uh, do you remember? I don't. I think it was maybe the fifth or the sixth episode when they're putting on the play for the yes. town. And she's like tripping balls. Right. Do you think they when she has that boy over by the dollhouse? They used it as a cover to like pop whatever pills are doing. But do you think that she was also showing him? Interesting. What I, was there? I don't think she would bring too many people into that circle. Okay. I think she had her two disciples mm -hmm. and she played like dumb little girl with everyone else. Right. Okay. I think she had fun like fucking with boys mm -hmm. to see how like fast she could like fuck them essentially. Right. Um, but I don't think she would, like, invite them in to participate in that way. I also, I kind of wish that we went into, I mean, throughout the whole series, we got flashbacks. Mm -hmm. But I wish we would have gone into Amy Adams' past a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And they would have made it a little bit more linear. So we, under like, I understand everything that happened to yeah. her and everything that she experienced. But we don't really, we just see the aftermath of those I things. thought it was a clever use of cutting her hair. Mm -hmm. because she cuts her hair after the rape. Mm -hmm. So to me, that like helped me understand the timeline so much more. Because okay. I was like, right, she was like participating in like the heteronormative, like good girl culture, right. became the cheerleader. And then this traumatic thing happens to her. She cuts her hair and then like everything else happens. Right. So that helped me sort of like work out. And then when she obviously, she goes to the, the rehab and would you call it a rehab? I don't know. Uh, the psychiatric ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought. I mean, even the the girl playing the young Amy Adams, who was the girl from It. Oh, she's so good. Also amazing. Yeah. When she That's at her, her sister's funeral, when she just gets upset about the lipstick. Uh, that makes me cry every single time. That was 
so like because that happens at like a lot like a lot of funerals <laughs> when yeah. people just fuck with how they actually look and it upsets the and people. she was just so upset that it was like yeah it didn't look like her sister yeah. uh the young actress's name is sophia lillis sophia hmm? lillis lillis l-i-l-l-i-s like having uh, that's she's gonna be huge one to watch we're calling it now i mean to, pl- to have it under your belt at this age to be a young amy adams and i mean after the fact but a young jessica chastain for it too like i that's- recently just heard someone describe jessica chastain as the lady who takes the parts amy adams doesn't want oh <laughs> <laughs> i know sad but we love jessica chastain also jessica chastain i mean they're both oscar noms right I amy so. adams won i, ha- I want to say yes okay uh, guys, if not, what the hell's wrong with you? Give her an award. Give her an Oscar. It's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. So, and I think this is going to be the case for a while. My first bad news story is about Brett Kavanaugh. Boo. So, right now, um, his accuser uh, is scheduled to speak on Monday. Um, And this article doesn't have her name, and I hate calling her his accuser. I'm going to find it, guys. Um... So it's really like up to her to determine how uh, she wishes to testify. She can choose uh, Christine Blasey Ford is uh, his accuser. And it's really up to her how she testifies. She can testify in private. She can testify in public. Right now, she wants a full FBI investigation. And that is consistently being misinterpreted by the right as her demanding that there be a criminal investigation into Brett Kavanaugh and what happened. That is not the case. That is not what she's asking for because the statutes of limitations have expired. Mm -hmm. So that's not even possible, at least on uh, a state level. What she's asking for is the same background check that any Supreme Court nominee would go through. Um, She just wants them to actually look into his past, to actually interview people who were there, Mm -hmm. and uh, get testimonials that way. That's all she's asking for. So update to the Brett Kavanaugh situation. Um, A Yale professor uh, named Amy uh, Amy Chow. Um, So hold on. Sorry. This article is weird. Uh, A student at Yale Law School received a troubling combination of warning and advice from her professors about one federal judge in particular, Brett Kavanaugh, she was told, liked his female clerks to have, quote unquote, a certain look. Um, So Amy Chow, who's author of the controversial 2011 book, The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother, told this woman about Kavanaugh's preferences. Um, Then Kavanaugh was simply known as a prestigious judge on the DC Circuit Court of Appeals. So I'm reading from an article uh, at the Huffington Post. So I don't think they identify this woman, but basically, and this is other people have come forward to also describe uh, Brett Kavanaugh's clerks having a quote unquote certain look. Basically, they all look like models. Mm -hmm. And he was clearly hiring women based on their appearance, which is just another piece of the puzzle when it comes to understanding who Brett Kavanaugh is. Like, there was also a story that came out about his yearbook, and there were some very douchey quotes from him in there, basically about trying to fuck good-looking women. Yeah. Uh, So people were like, clearly this guy was a douchebag. That's, like, what did he write in yearbooks? Like, have a good summer. Want to see it? Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's especially people who went to his school and know about the culture. Everyone is like, yeah, it was just a bunch of like frat dudes. Maybe not necessarily in a frat, but like that sort of machismo culture. Uh, fucking women like it was a game. I wonder what 
Do you think that there's anything that you've written in someone's yearbook that could come back to haunt oh you? Oh my god, no. Literally? Not in this way. Mine were mine was always just like, have a good summer. Well, that's what oh I Oh my god. <laughs> Websites that have autoplay videos need to fucking die a die. slow death. Um no, I mean like cuz mine I mean it wasn't anything like this, but I'm sure that I wrote some stupid bullshit, not anything like overtly sexual or harassy or gross, but I'm sure that there's like Stupid teenage crap in them. Oh, okay. So, uh, Kavanaugh's page included a reference to the devil's triangle, one possible interpretation of which is slang for a sexual situation involving two men and a woman. Um, the yearbook has pages dedicated to each graduating high school senior. Kavanaugh's page includes references to the Keg City Club and 100 Kegs or Bust. So, the guy who was in the room with him at the time of the alleged uh, rape attempt is a guy named Mark Judge who has refused to testify. But Mark Judge, who was like Kavanaugh's homie, his quote was, certain women should be struck regularly like gongs. How did that get into a yearbook? Because it was part of that culture where it was like, oh, boys being boys. I, it, was to- it was not only Jesus tolerated, Christ. it was like actively encouraged because that was considered being like a quote unquote healthy young man. Assaulting women. And getting blackout drunk oh, and yeah, trying yeah. to rape them. Like, because they didn't think it was rape. They were like, well, you wouldn't be in a room with men who were drinking if you didn't want to have sex with them. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But, like, that's how much the culture has changed since then, which I guess is we're, good. The fact that so many people look at that quote now and that they're like, that's so fucking sick. Where did they go to school? Uh, Great question. Uh, Alexis Goldstein's uh, alum is an alum from it. Um. Bethesda's Georgetown Prep High School. I have no idea where that is. Um, Georgetown Prep. Oh, that's probably in D.C. then. Is that where you're born and raised? Are you asking me if Brett Kavanaugh was born and raised in Georgetown? Uh, don't you know everything about <laughs> I Kavanaugh? I was like, really? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, uh, that, sure. But also, like, wow. They... The things that people used to get away with putting in print and thinking that, that was a good yeah. idea. And that's why I'm like... Maybe this is sort of a a good news sub story (laughs) a little bit because the culture has changed so much that so many people look at that quote now and we're like, that is fucked up. But back then it was sort of like, look at this ragamuffin. Yeah, that's saying some mm, women should be struck regularly like gongs. I feel like that should have maybe been brought up earlier in his career before he got to the Supreme Court. You know, ideally, yes, but it, it wasn't. And I don't know if it'll matter now. You, oh, you know what would actually be really awesome if, like, someone that I went to high school with was start, like in front of the Senate being interrogated, and I can be like, "He did this. He's an awful person." It's yeah. like, can you imagine going to high school with Brett Kavanaugh and just like being like, "He was an asshole." I'm gonna I'm ruin you. This. Yeah, <laughs> I, I so hope that you know Ford's testimony, however she chooses to do it does count because it's so difficult for victims to come forward already her family has had to flee their home because they got death threats jesus so and i she knew that going in you know so she's extraordinarily brave she knew this could happen it did happen her life is totally upended now but it's so important what she's doing and i hope it i mean it it will matter no matter what the outcome of kavanaugh's nomination is because she's giving courage to other victims out there but i hope he goes down for this can you yeah can you imagine like loving this douchebag so much that you would call someone and threaten their their life oh i don't not to get conspiracy theory on the show but i will why not right uh a hundred percent i think people were hired to call her and threaten her oh sure I don't think Brett Kavanaugh has hardcore fans out there who, I mean, I shouldn't say that. There are right-wing extremists who, you know, call in death threats to, like, the New York Times and stuff like that. So that does exist. But I would not be surprised if these were, like, hired thugs. Uh, Fair enough. Do you, at this point, do you think that it would be better for the Republicans to just be like, fuck, just get someone someone else. Like, stop this crap. No one likes him. Well, it was interesting because Trump... Find someone else who hates women. Trump... Secretly. (laughs) Trump predictably said awful things when asked about this, where he, like, kept calling her the woman and wouldn't use her name, Mm -hmm. uh, probably because he can't remember anything, but also (laughs) hates women. Um, But he did say something interesting 
It was like a quick sort of interview. I think he was like about to get on a plane or was getting off a plane. But he said, you know, if her testimony turns out to be like compelling, basically, he's like, then we might have to do something. But like for Trump, that was a lot for him to say, like, if she testifies and people think she's, you know, credible, then, yeah, we might have to consider doing something. But honestly, I feel like this is the hill the Trump administration will die on. I think they know if Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh goes down, they look incredibly weak because well, they already look weak. That's also a lot of like, I don't want to use the word growth when it comes to Trump, but it's definitely a change in position considering how much he supported Roy Moore. Well, I think he knows Kavanaugh is on very shaky ground. And because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, Donald Trump is incapable of emotional growth and he (laughs) hates women. So it's not like he's suddenly like, yeah, you know, I think the Me Too movement has made good points. Uh, I think he... Can you imagine? Yeah, oh my God. I would (laughs) literally have a stroke. Uh, I think he hates weakness and he perceives Brett Kavanaugh as being weak right now. So he's like about to cut ties with him. I think people around Trump are like, no, we need to save this nomination because if he goes down, then you look even weaker than you do right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, 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 listen, I never thought that Trump would get elected uh, and it happened, but I really don't think he's going to get through or I hope he doesn't get through. I hope he doesn't. Um, Claire McCaskill, who's a very moderate Democrat, just said she would vote against him, which is good. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Who the hell knows, right? <laughs> so also in Trump news, this is my favorite political version of the Mariah Carey gif where she's like, I don't know her while she's like putting on her sunglasses, <laughs> which is my favorite gift to use ever. Just because Mariah throws shade like no one else mm-hmm. and is physically wearing sunglasses in the gif like okay almost constantly she Uh, she has it in her contracts that if there's fluorescent light she will be wearing sunglasses honestly though i get it oh i get it i get it it. i have very light sensitive eyes also fluorescent lights are terrible for like um when people photograph you you look very sallow and like sleepy so i get wearing sunglasses so (laughs) here is trump's mariah moment He was talking about Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, and he said, I don't have an attorney general. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The full quote was, I don't have an attorney general. It's very sad. (laughs) Oh, everything's so sad. Isn't it sad? Uh, Um, Yeah, but like Jeff Sessions and Trump have been fighting ever since uh, 2017 when Sessions recused himself from the Russia collusion investigation. Um... But this time, Trump suggested he's mad at Sessions for more reasons than that. He said, I'm not happy at the border. Okay, I don't think he meant to phrase it that way. I'm not happy with numerous things, not just this. That sounds like actually like lyrics to like an indie song. I'm not happy at the border. Yeah. I'm not happy with numerous things. What was I singing? I don't know. That sounds familiar, though. Yeah, I definitely Let's stole it, it from se- someone. Let's sell it to Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, su- I'm, re- I'm just surprised that he hasn't fired him yet. Well, um, that would be terrible optics. Sure. Maybe illegal. Illegal. Uh, well, I mean, I, to fire the attorney general. I mean. I guess he does have that power. Actually, I don't know. Maybe that is legal. He's certainly threatened to do it enough. Yeah. Maybe the reason he hasn't is because they're like, no, 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 you actually can't. I think there are like two things that if Trump did it, it might actually turn a lot of conservatives against him. One, I think, would be firing Jeff Sessions. Mm -hmm. Also, maybe firing Robert Mueller. I think those two things would be like, oh, the ship is sinking. Yeah. I mean, it definitely already is it definitely but, is but I, I think like at this point they're like let's just try to get to the next fucking election yeah and save some face and try to do as much damage as we can on the way out <laughs> uh and the way to do that or prolong it the most is to not do something like fire jeff sessions uh i guess i just i, I just hope that it like like festers under his skin every day he's like i want to fire him i want to get rid of him just get rid of him yeah. And everyone's like, Trump, Trump, Donald, no. 
Just hold on to him for just a little bit longer. <sighs> Let's see. I just typed, can Trump fire Sessions? Uh, so this is from the Washington Post. Uh, yes, he can fire him. Cabinet officials serve at the pleasure of the president and can be fired for any cause or no cause. However, the politics and legality of firing this particular official at this particular time would be fraught because special counsel Robert Mueller is already investigating Trump's intentions around his repeated attempts to force or shame Sessions into quitting. Okay, so they're basically not doing it because it would lend credence to the Mueller investigation. All right. But he wants to. He wants to. Oh, for sure he wants to. <laughs> he hates Sessions. That's like, he has not been coy about that. It's so funny how they were like so buddy-buddy before. They just I mean, turn on a dime. Yeah, kind of. I mean, when they could just talk about how they hate black people together. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. doing that. Hanging just out Just bonding home. over that. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, we talked about Mark Judge and how if Republicans wanted the truth about Kavanaugh, they would subpoena Mark Judge, considering he was in the room uh, when they were trying to rape Ford. Um, I don't think he'd tell the truth, though. No, but what's interesting about Mark Judge is, so Kavanaugh's claim is he doesn't remember anything because they were such fucking drunks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Mark Judge is the one who's been running around like writing books about what they used to do or the culture of the school where he like proudly um, writes about, you know, uh, being a binge drinker, how they would try to get with as many girls as possible. What an accomplishment. So he can't claim he didn't remember the culture or like that party because it's like, well, you wrote about it. (laughs) So that's the reason I think people want him subpoenaed because like he's, been on record talking about that culture of Mm -hmm. misogyny of rampant alcoholism fun what in 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 high school yeah they were very young yeah it's like not to excuse it but yeah i get partying in high school but like to the the level that they did it just sounds like how did you even graduate (laughs) oh yeah i mean and also if you were not privileged white teenagers you would be considered like social degenerates yeah mm-hmm. if you carried on like that mm-hmm. but because you're white and privileged it's like oh boys will be boys they're blackout drunk and raping women again Ugh. must be friday must be it's another friday how comfortable is that though it's, yeah it's very comfortable uh i have a new chair no big deal guys and an ottoman it's finally put together it's finally put together shout out to eric this is officially the eric chair because it would not be put together without him uh, so what else did I want to talk about? I feel like I wanted to rant more about, oh, the people using their binge drinking as an excuse where they're like, they probably didn't even remember what they were doing. It's like, so then don't fucking drink that much. Yeah. Or if you are truly an alcoholic, get help. It's not an excuse to go rape people cause you're blackout drunk. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's, how would you describe It's like the opposite of what they say when a girl's too drunk. They always tell yes. her she shouldn't be too drunk. It's her fault. But if guys are too drunk and just rape it's, at anyone, they it's can the get alcohol's fault. It's not you. Yeah. It's like, no, you chose to and by the way, like there are plenty of men who get blackout drunk and don't rape anyone. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like not um, that I'm saying anyone should get blackout drunk because you're actually destroying your brain every time you black out. But um there are plenty of men who binge drink and don't manage to not rape people. And it's like, how do they do it? It's like, because they don't want to rape people. Because <laughs> they're not rapists. <laughs> right. So, like, if you immediately go to rape when you drink, it's like, well, you're a rapist who Has uses alcohol, alcohol to, yeah. like, mask what you want to do. So, that's not an excuse. It's never an excuse. It's never an excuse to rape a woman if she drinks uh, or is not drinking. It's never, there's no excuse to rape a woman, basically, a valid excuse to rape a woman. Ever. Or rape anyone, for that matter. Nope. Stop raping people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many episodes have I had to say that? Not to you guys, of course. I hope not. Uh, but to society. Yeah, to everyone. N- no more rape. Bad idea. Uh, Charles is covered in animals right now. I am. Being draped in fur. I love. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's jump up and down. Here's your good news. Mm-hmm. 
so our first good news story piggybacks off of a story Meredith and I covered earlier in the week, which is we talked about how the New York Review of Books published a lengthy essay by uh, Gian Gameshi. I think I'm mispronouncing his first name. I think it's Gian Gameshi. Please don't tweet me a thousand times telling me how to pronounce <laughs> it. Oh, when will I learn not to ask those questions? Uh, so in case you don't know who he is, he was the very popular Canadian radio host who was accused of abuse by like 20 women. Um, he was accused of being physically abusive in relationships, and he very grossly tried to cover that behavior by claiming uh, he was into BDSM, which, of course, BDSM is all about informed consent. and. Yeah getting permission from your partner before you do anything and having safe words and like being very safe the whole time. But this dude would like punch women in the head during sex. Ugh. Yeah, he's, he's disgusting. So the New York Review of Books publishes a lengthy essay by him. There's a huge backlash because like the title of the piece was Reflections from a Hashtag mm. about being like <sighs> mass shaming. And like it was a very sympathetic uh, perspective, obviously because it was written by him. Yeah. So there was this huge backlash. So the update now is that uh, the editor of the New York Review of Books, Ian uh, Baruma, has, uh, he's out. He's been asked to leave, and he's leaving. Bye. And he, uh, of course, Ian, like, defends his interview, um, or he defends the, the piece written by Gameshi, um, the magazine has confirmed to the cut that Bruma is out. A further statement is forthcoming. Uh, Bruma is a 66-year-old Dutch writer and historian. He's been at the head since 2017. Bye. 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 <laughs> One day you're in, the next you're out. Uh, yeah, it's amazing what happens when you defend a serial predator. People get <laughs> pretty mad about it. Yeah, I. I couldn't fathom why me either it's a mystery um also in good news and in kavanaugh news uh the opposition to brett kavanaugh being confirmed as a supreme court justice is growing and the support is at uh, a historic low so that's good yeah uh 36 <laughs> percent of adults surveyed so. do not want him in the supreme court that's up six points um, only 31% of U.S. adults polled said they are in favor of his appointment. All right. Well. So I I like Jeffrey Schmidt. He's a he's a 56 year old from Colorado. Not after the sexual charges, <laughs> said Jeffrey. Uh, it. I mean, you could say that it's nice that at least that was the the. Why didn't you care someone. when he was threatening to take away reproductive rights? Uh, yeah. Jeffrey, he well, said, before the <laughs> allegations, I was not sure. <laughs> Jeffrey. You, you have you have limits, which is nice. He's but also... They should be, you should have a, a few more limits when it comes to supporting some people. Jeffrey's kind of all over the map. He lives in Colorado. I guess this, this is not all over the map, but he lives in Colorado. He opposes Trump, but said before the allegations, he was not sure about Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, listen, Jeffrey's on the right side now. But why were you not against him when he was like, mm, I think Roe v. Wade should go? Well, it says that he opposes Trump and his policies, but why would then you be on Kavanaugh's yeah, side Jeffrey, at all? Yeah, Jeffrey, what's going on? The moment, like, the, It didn't even take the reproductive rights or the sexual assault charges for me to be like, no. It took his stupid face. I saw his face and went, no. Why aren't they interviewing Charles Rockhill for this poll? <laughs> I'm going to shit myself like the that. one time I'm reading an article and it's going to say, Charles Rockhill. <laughs> I hate his face. <laughs> it's a stupid face. Uh, so what else do I have for good news? Um, oh, yeah. More polling good news. Guys, shit is getting wild in Texas. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is leading Ted Cruz by two points among likely voters in a U.S. Senate race. Ugh. This race is so close. I'm so happy for everyone to get their tofu and hair dye. Oh, I can't wait. And they're, what else? Silicon and to have their barbecue taken away? That's the new one. Mm -hmm. That if Beto O'Rourke wins, barbecue will be banned in Texas. <laughs> uh, 
Beto, coming in hot, has been closing the gap over the last several months. This is the first poll that puts him ahead of Ted Cruz. Yay. Ted Cruz has to be shitting himself right now. If he wasn't already. Right. On a regular I mean, basis. he does just eat soup, so <laughs> I'm sure he has diarrhea Lots on the soup. reg. Um, I don't know if eating too much soup gives you oh, diarrhea. I just I, assume it does. I forgot about the soup. I love the oh, soup. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, if you're a voter in Texas, I hope you're registered. You, are you guys going to vote for Beto? Are any of you volunteering for the Beto O'Rourke campaign? Hashtag light trees and pod. Let us know what's up. Join the conversation. Join the conversation. I know. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Isn't it gross? I hate it so much. Uh, also in good news, guys, Los Angeles wants to ban fur sales and manufacturing. The LA City Council voted on Tuesday in favor of a motion to ban the sale of fur products. Uh, according to Dazed Magazine. The Los Angeles Times reports that the council voted unanimously for the city attorney uh, to draft a new ordinance, which will be presented in the future for final approval. Oh, so many celebrities are going to be, and rich people are going to be mad. Who's going to be the maddest? I think the Kardashians. Paris Hilton. Does she wear a lot of fur? She used, I'm not sure she does now, but she used to. I feel like the Kardashians also used to wear a lot of fur and wear less fur now. They wear less. Leather. They probably uh, wear more leather. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, they, for a while, they were wearing a lot of fur. Yeah, Beyonce was too, and then I think she stopped. She's at least backed off a lot. Yeah. But I, I would hope that she stopped. But yeah. she also she lives in New York, not LA, thankfully. True, true, true. Our Good New point. York queen. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, definitely the Kardashians. I imagine um, like old Hollywood, but they already have all their fur. They don't need any more. It's, it's definitely been happening more and more. Like I, you'll occasionally see stories pop up at fashion week where like a designer is like, I'm not using fur anymore mm -hmm. or leather. That's like, I think it's bigger when they say they're not using leather. Cause I feel like it's in vogue for fur to be banned, mm -hmm. but not leather. I think it's interesting. Like, um, a couple years ago, like when Anne Hathaway, like when she had that whole thing with Matt Lauer and she accidentally like slashed everyone and people slushing the shit out of her. The, the story that I liked from that was that the boots that she was wearing at the time, I forget what designer they were, but they were, were originally leather. And she's like, I'd like to wear your boots, but you need to make them animal friendly. So oh. they recreated them specifically for her. Hell yeah, and I was Annie. Like, why, don't you just, why don't you just do that with all of them? Well, it's happening more and more at like the lower levels of manufacturing. Like if you've noticed shoes at Target and Payless mm -hmm. tend to all be um, like faux leather mm -hmm. because it's cheaper. Right. Not always great for the environment because of the chemicals they use in the manufacturing process, but I'm sure that could, you know, also be made greener. But it's already a trend. It just has to ascend the fashion letter to like high, high fashion. Right. Because high, high fashion, you know, people have money so they can afford real fur. They can afford real leather. Mm -hmm. um, it's just incredibly inhumane. <laughs> right. Uh, so also in good news, do, do, do. Oh, yeah. I wanted to recommend this great article at the Huffington Post. Uh, it's like their banner story today. The title is Everything You Know About Obesity is Wrong by Michael Hobbs. And a lot of it, I think, will just be confirmation for people who listen to this show because we are anti-fat shaming on this show. And we've talked uh, a lot in the past about how overweight people are discriminated uh, Overweight's a bad term, too, I think. How fat people are discriminated against in the medical community. Mm -hmm. They're like, I remember this story, and it's, I'm sure there are a lot of stories like this about uh, a fat lady who went to the doctor uh, for an ovarian cyst. Very specific, knew what was wrong with her, just mm -hmm. needed medical help, and the doctor spent like 45 minutes fat shaming her. She's like, I'm not here to talk about my weight, mm -hmm. sir. I'm here to talk about my ovarian cyst. <laughs> and how it's actually worse for uh, fat people to fat shame them than just provide them medical care like anyone else. And we were seeing more and more confirmation uh, about this in medical studies where like people who are quote unquote fat can be healthier than people who are considered skinny. Mm -hmm. um, and how actually stuff like grip strength is a better health indicator than how much you weigh. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting because we've been so brainwashed to think like fat equals unhealthy. Right. Yes. And I think there's been a lot of progress in terms of 
like the fashion industry convinced everybody that fat equaled ugly for a long time. And I feel like there's been a lot of pushback to that where enough people have been saying like, no, fat can be beautiful, that there's more size acceptance. We still have a long way to go. But it's definitely better than it used to be. But there's still wild discrimination against fat people in in the medical fields Mm -hmm. and and that we do need to rethink what health means and we do need to rethink what we think we know about obesity because a lot of it is just discrimination that's not based in scientific fact so i'm going to link to this article everything you know about obesity is wrong at our lipson page uh, we are lighttreasonnews.lipson.com that's where you can find all the links of all the stories I talk about on the show. And the reason they're there is because SoundCloud doesn't allow links. So that's the only place I can put them. Mm. If anybody's interested why I do that. <laughs> so uh, while we have some time left, was there anything else you wanted to recommend? Um, let me think. Oh, uh, we talked about her earlier. I like Mariah Carey's new song. What is the refrain of that? Uh, how about you get the fuck out? How about you get the fuck out is my favorite <laughs> thing ever. When someone told me that, I thought it was a joke. And they were like, no, no, that's actually the hook of the mm-hmm. song. I was like, oh, I love her. Um, I I mean, we're not getting a big, big, fancy Mariah voice song. It's just no. kind of like, I feel like it's pre-promo for whatever she's coming out with. And she's like, this is a cute song. And I look really pretty in the video. So just have it. Also, I, I wish people were a little more gentler when accepting that as singers get older their voices change yes and she doesn't have the monster voice she used to she still has a very powerful voice she does she, she just can't, can't hit those notes she anymore and i wish that she would do something like what barbara streisand did mm-hmm. we've talked about this before where she sings the same notes in a lower key yeah and i wish mariah, mariah would accept that, that. I, yeah because she, that's when she like eats it when mm-hmm. she sings live and people are like, oh, she's washed up. And it's like, no, her voice is just different now, yeah. but she needs to know how to adapt. Right. But can you imagine being the person who tries to have that conversation with Mariah? Like, you, you can't <laughs> hit that note anymore. Like, she'll like, lose just, it. I imagine that you'll get immediately slapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she needs to be surrounded by, like, loved ones to have an intervention and be like, you're still amazing. You're getting older. As women get older, our voices naturally drop. Everyone's do, yeah. So it's okay. I feel like, I mean, she has to have accepted it to a certain degree because, like, her whistle tones now are pre-recorded. Mm. Uh, so she knows, or at least on in televised things, her whistle tones are pre-recorded. I'm not sure. I'm sure she can still pull one off every once in a while live. I don't think she needs to do she that, need though. To. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think she needs to. And um, I think, actually, it, like, damages her brand that she has to have shit pre-recorded like that. It's mm-hmm. like, just adapt, sing incredibly live, and yeah. people will be like, cool, new Mariah. Well, they, um, Christina Aguilera recently got criticism because she did the same thing. Like, there's this note in her song Candyman where she just wails. And she may not have been doing it correctly, like, vocal technique-wise. Mm-hmm. She could just do it. And now she can't. Yeah. So that part, that one long note she hits is pre-recorded in her concert sound. I was like, let her just let just, you want to hear it. Then just let it play. I mean, that's another thing like where sometimes when singers are younger, Adele did that. She like almost ruined her voice. Mm-hmm. She had throat nodules and mm-hmm. she had to get them removed. And that surgery is very tricky and you can destroy your voice forever. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what happened to Julie Andrews. Yeah. That's yeah. She sing yeah. Anymore. I mean, Adele thanked her surgeon when yeah. she won a Grammy because she was like, my career could have been over. I mean, even if you even if you do sing correctly because you're using your vocal cords so much, you can still get nodules. Totally. Just from but, overuse. It's like any other muscle. But yeah. especially if you're using them, if you're using it wrong. If you're not breathing correctly. And Christina probably was not built in correctly for many, many years. But she still had an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just, like, enjoy what they do now. It's a gift. And and enjoy what almost they did no then. one can do it forever. Yeah. I mean, even Aretha Franklin, her voice changed so much over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was good at, like, adapting and, you know. But there were some performances that were like, yikes. Because... I mean, that's what happens. Even before she died, Whitney Houston, I mean, I know a lot of her vocal issues after the fact were because of drug use yeah, and stuff like that. Sure. But, like, she settled into what she could do for her last album, mm-hmm. and she still sounded great. Right. It wasn't Whitney's old voice, but she could still fucking sing. Yeah. Let that happen That's the people. thing. Like, when you have a miracle of a voice like Whitney, even when she 
no longer has that voice, she sings better than 99% of the population. And it's so fucking frustrating to hear people be like, man, Whitney's voice is really, it's gone. It's like, no, it's not. It's just different. It's just different. It's going to change. She's, even if taking the drug use out of it, Again, she was getting older. It's going to happen. Right. It happens to every single person. It's definitely gendered, too. Like, I yeah, feel like yeah. people say that about, like, Paul McCartney sounds like garbage. Uh, yes, Bob Dylan, it's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, and people are, like, pissing themselves to see them live. And no, very few people are, like, they sound terrible now. Like, these female vocalists are still incredible singers yeah. and yet like the criticism is is like, so swift why can't you hit the same notes you could hit when you were 19 right. do it <laughs> how dare you i remember when you were 19 i want to hear 19 year old you voice well you uh, can't good idea guys i mean it's recorded. Or you can you it's recorded can. yeah go listen to that jag off that's how i feel <laughs> who are we yelling at i don't know i'm pissed at him though i'm so <laughs> mad go listen to paul mccartney you fucking douchebag he's awful he's so bad you probably love him though i hate you <laughs> i don't know who i'm talking to guys uh anything else anything else we're doing or looking forward to or mm, cage match <gasps> cage matches tonight guys my little lloyd team's been on a tear oh yeah and uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be too late to come out and support. But if you're in the New York City area and we're still in cage match the week after, Thursday nights at UCB, Hell's Kitchen, 11 o'clock at night. You want to see some fucking comedy? Yeah, you do. It's real good. It's real good. Yeah. It's been wild lately. If I, I'm hoping I can go tonight and I, that I'm not working like I was scheduled to, uh, but if I can't go please say hello to my husband for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um guys yeah i don't want to brag but there was a little drop off for cage match when we moved to the new theater and i feel like there's buzz again since mm -hmm. our team's gone mm -hmm. a little tear whatever uh guys please follow charles on twitter at charles rockhill please follow me also i'm on twitter at allison kilkenny go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation, you can keep Light Trees and News going for free. Free. Did you notice there were no ads on this show? That's because we're 100% listener supported. Oh, my God. I have to shout somebody out. Uh, so I also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. For as little as a, a dollar over there, you can support my work. But if you sign up at the $5 a month level, you get access to all of the bonus episodes in which we do a deep dive into some of our favorite TV shows and movies. Uh, $10 a month, you get to do the online hangout once a month where we get together and talk about our pets and, and shit we're watching and listening to right now. It's very fun. Um, but I wanted to shout out Vincent. What the fuck? Signed up at the $100 a month level. Damn, son. Thank you, Vincent. You're amazing. Um, one of the prizes for that, prize is a weird word, incentive, is that I shout you out on the show. So thank you, Vincent. You rock. Also, Vincent, of course, will get the handwritten letter once a month from mm -hmm. me. Uh, also get to do the online hangouts and bonus questions. Basically, all of the prizes. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling them prizes, like we're at a <laughs> carnival. And I'm a carnival barker. Uh, Step right up. So what else did I want to say? Oh, I wanted to shout out our newest Light Trees and News member who just signed up at the little handful level. Uh, thank you <laughs> so much to, oh my God, am I going to pronounce this right? Uh, Mylan? Malin? I'm sorry, but welcome to the family. And also correct me on how to pronounce your name no one correct me on anything else that i pronounced today <laughs> only they can tell me how to pronounce your name because it's your name and i feel rude because you're supporting the show Ooh. hashtag light trees and pod on twitter join the conversation God damn it. you should there should be one episode where you just mispronounce every single person's name regardless of who <laughs> they'd they be like good night everyone <laughs> uh, oh man my twitter explodes Guys, thank you so much for listening and for talking to us on Twitter. We always love hearing from you, even if I tease you guys a lot because you say the same things over and over and over to me. It's okay, but maybe just check to see that a million other people haven't said it ahead of you. I don't know. Just a wild idea. But guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 